0: What's that book you've been reading about? It's about heroes who get to go on adventures, defeat the monsters, and save the day. Little boy from the south side of Chicago, the only tourist that get to do that. This
1: story is about my father. And the secret birthright that's been kept from us. You're going after it.
0: We're going near the car. He's gonna stand there, This is family business. Because families stay together. Bad for my up, scared for myself. Just because they don't want you here doesn't mean you're not supposed to be. Gotta get away. Go. This is an invitation to unmitigated power. Where in the hell did I go wrong with you, boy? I told you to stay away from that damn place.
1: There's something here
0: that's trying to get out.
2: Everything is where and as it should be. From God to man
0: to creature. We're
1: surrounded by monsters. I'm doing this to protect us.
2: You can't win this game, they setting up for you to play.
1: This legacy belongs to our family.
0: We gotta face this new world. Instinct, I'm claiming it. This is our family story. Welcome to Lovecraft Country Critical. Cue cheers from the mm. other people on the podcast. Hello. Yay. Uh, <laughs> this is a brand new podcast brought to you by the fan critical podcast family covering the new HBO show Lovecraft Country. We have had a pretty dry spell of TV lately, so this coming out in August is uh, pretty bloody exciting for us to have something to cover but for everyone to have something to watch that's decent um and actually for those people who like uh, matt ruff whose novel this is based on um so i'm going to be your host for lovecraft country critical which is a mouthful i'm gonna have to get used to saying uh my name's emma hi and today i'm joined by uh, len who is just finishing listening to the audiobook of lovecraft country yeah yeah
2: yeah why are you saying that? You're saying I can't read or something. Yeah. It's slagging me off before it's even started. Yeah, this is unbelievable. Know, that's how we um, Got gutted. Yes, hello everybody. Hello everybody. I do prefer the audio book from time to time. Um useful for like things like running or falling to sleep occasionally. Um so yes, I'm almost finished on I mean, the on the penultimate chapter probably. So falling asleep. If you do running. Why would you listen to a fucking audio book? Let
0: not go running through woods listening
2: to this. No, unfortunately not. Um, and in fact, a so little, little, little tidbit for you, because I'm back in lockdown here in, in Melbourne, because Melbourne's gone insane. Um, mm. We have to run with masks now. So Ugh. it's very difficult. Mm. I will say that. So masks yeah. and Lovecraft Country as I run. Brilliant. Anyway, I mean, that hello. sounds awful.
0: That other voice that you hear there is our Shonley. Mm. Uh, it's John.
2: Hello there. That's it. That's all I've got to offer. You might remember John from such fame as um, the Watchman watches. Yeah. Am I, John. Yeah, part of the, the legendary Three Minute Men, I believe. Mm.
1: Um, yeah. well, one of them you we know. had to get rid of. But. So. <laughs> 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 Poor little fella.
0: Poor little fella. <laughs> Poor little fella. Uh, <laughs> oh so, we're going to do a preview podcast today uh, where we're going to talk about the trailer that came out yesterday, uh, full trailer. we we'll talk a bit about the book, mm-hmm. some kind of Lovecraftian background, uh, and our hopes and fears for the series because um, I'm sure we've got lots of both of them. Oh lovely. But I think first I like I'm very hopeful. I'm I'm very hopeful, which is unusual for me. John, are you hopeful?
2: Mm, usually yes. quite morbid, aren't you?
0: Yeah, me morbid. John, <laughs> John,
2: John's the one who's usually very upset, so Yeah. No, look, I'm happy. looking forward to it. It's um it's a HBO production. Yeah. Um so automatically it's, you know, four bloobs minimum. Um <laughs> minimum. Well, John. John, do I need to remind you of Westworld this season? Yeah, well, I mean,
1: the first season was was good. If we were talking about Lovecraft Country Season 8, then I'd be like, this is going to be a shit show. But yeah, (laughs) um, I'm very hopeful, definitely.
0: I think, I mean, you you mentioned HBO, which is fantastic. And actually the team behind it are amazing as well. So we've got Jordan Peele, Misha Green and JJ Abrams. JJ, I'm always a bit worried about because he does tend to stick his foot in things.
1: Mm.
2: Fucked up Star Wars, didn't he? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> he just puts his name on everything uh, and I think
0: that, that cool. lends itself it. to
2: a bit of um, mm. yeah essentially if it's anything sort of science fiction related mm. um, and a little bit horror-y he seems to like putting his stamp on it um, you know and JJ did Castle Rock we talked about this in our little intro podcast but JJ was involved with Castle Rock a show Batman. that we covered for its for its two seasons so far and we still have Castle Rock Critical one of our other podcasts Um but, you know, that, that, that show, Castle Rock, in its first season, I think will have a lot of similar sort of feel to it uh, at times to what I expect this show to be, uh, to be honest with you. But this is a bit more fantastical. You know, this, this will lend itself more to sort of actual, you know, there's a lot of mystery with Castle Rock. And, yeah, there's mystery with this as well. But I think some of the things you see will be quite explicit in terms of, oh, that is a monster. <laughs> you know, oh look,
0: that is definitely. really a monster—an actual big monster with tentacles coming mm, out of its an head. An actual monster, uh, a big monster I, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's a really interesting concept. So uh, you know, if you listened monster. to our baby preview podcast, we talked about the fact that it's like science fiction horror, nineteen fifties Jim Crow America, which is really really interesting. But I want to know kind of what it is that we're excited about. I mean, John, I sent you the trailer back in june the first like teaser trailer that came out and you seem pretty excited about it what was it that, that gripped you and made you want to watch this show
1: uh well, i love a tease that i you know i'm like <laughs> um so uh it was just a very fucking cool trailer wasn't it um you know it's uh it's fair it's fairly grim um, casting my mind back to the teaser trailer, we've got the we've got the main character on the bus, and we've got the this is the segregated area. And you're like, okay, so this is mm-hmm. very. I I am going to mention Green Book quite a lot, but which yeah, is interesting. I mean, because it, it I mean it is like very similar to yeah. the film, and obviously the the Green Book is just going to be flowing throughout mm-hmm. this story, as I understand. I haven't read the book, obviously, or listened to Mm -hmm. a little children's audio tape. Um, But it's 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 just, well, it looks slick, doesn't it? You know, you've got a good cast. um, The music is spot on of that era. It's got a mixture of like, fucking hell, this would be quite cool to live in this era. Um, And then you've got fucking loads of racists everywhere. And you're like, "Mm, it wouldn't be that good. Um, yeah. 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 But I, yeah. I thought it looked, I, I thought it looked good. It looks slick. And to be honest, m- maybe it's biased because of the whole HBO thing. As soon as you see that stamp, you're like, oh yeah, they've they've spent some cash money yeah. on this. This isn't yeah. going to be fucking, yep. I don't know, A B C or something.
2: Uh, having a go at them, <laughs> but, The Walking Dead. Yeah, I think the <laughs> word slick. Yeah. yeah, AMC.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think like the word slick is spot on because it just looks. immense and perfect Mm -hmm. it's beautiful like the 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 first teaser trailer just looked amazing the music behind it which you mentioned just kept that kind of tone of up and down excitement a little bit of jump and actually some of it was pretty scary already even in that teaser well there were two of them which were pretty similar um so when I said can we podcast on this we're like yeah absolutely uh so then i went off and i read every single thing that hp lovecraft has ever written uh and then i read the matt ruff novel don't read it all (laughs) (laughs) and we'll talk a bit more about lovecraft in a bit because i've got some serious things to say about that man um but the the novel that this is adapted from is insanely good i loved it it was it was amazing i read it in like Mm. four hours yesterday Mm. um and it's so beautifully written and it's got this really interesting um environment or setting which you can see in the trailers which you just wouldn't expect to see there's a really interesting commentary on like black african american science fiction fans in the 50s because they were yeah
2: know, 100% like trying
0: yeah. to i suppose cons- not consolidate but ha- trying to kind of coincide being so different from the heroes of those stories and yet finding so much solace and excitement in them at the same time. Uh,
2: yeah, it's interesting because it's like, and it's no spoilers for the book, and, and and I'll say this now, like when we do the, and I'm sure Emma will, will, will be the same, we're going to have our own dedicated book section at the end of each podcast, which is going to refer to each episode uh, and refer to what we've seen and how it compares to the book. But we're not going to spoil anything. Um, but safe to say that like science fiction... Um, writing and like novels by famous science fiction writers is very prevalent in this book, mm. and the main character Atticus loves science fiction. You know, and grew up reading these novels, and and that for me is very interesting. Like you said, Emma, it's something that you know. has several instances in the book where, like, this near the start, so it's not a spoiler, but he gets he gets stopped, and they they search his trunk, and they find these science fiction novels, and they're like, these can't be your novels. You cut you can't read this sort of material, you know, like John Carter of Mars sort of stuff, you know, where Atticus loves that sort of stuff. And so does George, one of the other central characters and, and his dad, even Montrose, like read some of that stuff, mainly to belittle his son at times. But it's just fascinating mm-hmm. to see his interest in this otherworldly, in these otherworldly stories. And then he finds himself in this otherworldly story, which I love. Um and and that's a fantastic element of the book so no spoilers for it that's literally near the start and it's kind of the premise of the book but um yeah that's so fucking spoiled it hasn't it, it, it? It's far, spoiled ruined it ruined it sack sack, Skip sack the it the first off. episode sack it off
1: did you watch the first episode no but did he get pulled over and he had comics in his his boot <laughs> yeah that's exactly what happened in the episode yeah didn't need to did something else what well, she stands instead.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting in in the first two teasers they talk a lot about um and that there's a couple of quotes from Atticus about how he grew up loving these heroes in these science fiction novels um and like his that that really cements his love for it and actually anyone who looks at this and goes oh lovecraft country you know you know it's got some kind of link back to that kind of story. Um, and I think it's exciting. Like, I'm absolutely buzzing to watch this. There's not been decent TV for a long time, and this is. I mean, he published the novel Matt Roth published the novel in 2016, I think, and HBO almost immediately snapped it up for adaptation, which is incredible. So I mean, it just shows you how good a book it is.
2: Buy anything though, didn't they? Yeah. Just getting it, get it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Buy that. that might HBO be are looking for. They're still searching for something. To have the pulling power of Game of Thrones, which obviously is their biggest property, mm. um, and ever, you know, we covered we covered that. You know, we're diehard fans. Um, you know, check out Bastards and Broken Things. Yeah, mm. if you want to go back and listen to our Game of Thrones podcasts, um, <laughs> and they they're searching, so they're, they're buying up loads of stuff. Everyone thought Westworld was where it's going to be. Um, and unfortunately, you know, me and John cover Westworld, and mm, um, it's just fallen down. It's just, <laughs> it's just fallen down in season three Rubbish and season one. two, a bit, to be honest. And now it seems like they're tr- they they're, they're buying a lot of property, and I think this is a fantastic sort of world that they've they've purchased the rights to. Um, so, you know, we'll see where this goes. I, I mean, look, we'll talk about hopes and fears later, and whether this has scope to be a multiple multiple season project but who knows um so here's a here's a question as a as a Shownley.
1: is uh, is there enough uh material here for it to be more than just like a limited series
0: so this is a bit it's a bit difficult to answer because the book itself and we'll talk about that in a bit more detail is split into multiple stories from different perspectives um, or different characters right. and they all kind of stand alone but have a, a, a kind of theme that runs between them now from seeing the trailer yesterday i can already see quite a few of those already in this series and i think there could be enough for two series it might be perfect as a one series
2: mm.
0: I, mm. I don't know i mean and, and this is <laughs> something difficult.
2: that yeah this is this is something like obviously we covered Watchmen. Um, and that is something that we were praying for more material because it was so great. Yeah. But looks like it's only going to be one season. And you know what? Sometimes, sometimes like Westworld, for example, is a perfect example where you need one season and that, that could actually be fine. Mm. You know, you could leave it after that first season of Westworld and go, Oh, that was actually a, one of the best seasons of television ever. Mm. Um, And Watchmen is the same. Like Watchmen, honestly, that first season of Watchmen, it's the best thing I saw last year. It's the best thing we covered, isn't it, John? Um, Yeah, Yeah, it was great. And I think from, you know, this could just be a one and done. But, but it's you know, let's see what the the viewing figures are like. Let's see what the reaction's like. Let's see what the actual show is like. Because sometimes I like the idea that they could take the material further Things mm. like Handmaid's Tale, for example, on, yeah. on Hulu, which has done a fantastic job of taking the original material and then expanding it to multiple seasons. Now, yes, I think they might have gone a bit too far, but they still had a very did a very good job of taking the material and making it into something more than the book, if you get what I mean. So that'll be really interesting to see if they go in that direction.
0: Yeah, and I think with Lovecraft Country, the end of the book leaves it open for that story to continue, the one that kind of runs through it. You've got so many different characters um that you could carry it on and I think if they've got the right people um then they could do a really good job of it and you know one of my fears is that they won't um but I think I think there's a good chance that that they could do a really good job of that and I think I definitely think it's worth us talking a lot more and and, and for John and for the listeners who haven't read any of the fiction behind this about that kind of background and and what goes there so um might be worth us Jumping onto that just after a little advert break.
1: Are you ready to be scared? Do you like to listen to creepy, fictional, and true stories? Then this is the podcast for you. Come check out my podcast, Horror, Fictional and True Stories, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and most other podcasting platforms.
2: Hello, yes, advert time here. And uh, just to say, we're going to be posting this podcast on multiple channels. Um, But if you could all go across to our new dedicated Lovecraft Country channel, that is Lovecraft Country Critical uh, and you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the usual places. And if you could just go on there and subscribe, that'd be amazing. And then you get everything for Lovecraft Country right where you need it on that lovely little channel. Uh, we've had a good good time uh, in lockdown Yay. as the fan critical mm-hmm. crew. We searched around for ideas because as a TV and film podcast, you kind of need TV and film to be being made to uh, actually podcast or anything. But that is a fact. But what we've done is at Fan Critical, which is our main podcast network, we decided that we all have closets of shame. And in those closets of shame, we have lied to our fellow peers, fellow podcasters and the listeners at times about what films we had actually seen when we hadn't. So let's a perfect example is I hadn't seen Reservoir Dogs, which is mental. And I lied about it until my current age of 33. And then... I told everyone. They went, "What are you? What are you talking about? We have to do a podcast on that." So we did a podcast on it, and uh, that is the show. We each each time we one of us chooses a famous film that they've lied about seeing for years. Um, Emma is the next one up. She hasn't seen Gladiator. Yeah. Now that is <sighs> ridiculous. Know. Okay, know, that is. I think that is that is disgusting.
0: I think I actually tried to watch it a couple of years ago and fell asleep.
2: No, no. that is mental. Don't even do this to me. Anyway. <laughs> So we got those, we got those, we've got a load coming out. We did we did that, we did Robocop, uh, Reservoir Dogs, Aliens, Usual Suspects, Spirited Away. Uh we've got uh, loads of those now. John's running a little series called Worst of Netflix, which you know, there's a back oh, yeah. catalogue there, so go check that out. They <laughs> did a one about humanoids of the deep. Yeah, terrible film on Netflix. There you go and watch them so you don't have to. Mm. Um, and that's what we've been doing in lockdown. So if that sounds good to you. Uh, check out Fan Critical, our main channel, and please do subscribe to that. And if you want to be a mega fan or a (laughs) mega listener, whatever you want to call yourself, um, we love that, number one. Number two, you can go to patreon.com forward slash fancritical and on there you can... um, donate some monies to us monthly which enables us to get equipment uh record extra podcasts you can commission a podcast you get access to our cast it episodes where we recast famous films with um, alternative actors um it's really funny <laughs> um so there's bonus content on there if you do want to be a mega listener or a mega fan just give us those dollary dues, give us those sweet blueberry. bucks uh that's patreon Dot com forward slash fan critical. we have a new patreon that we want to shout out this week you also get a shout out so everyone write that down you get a shout out um andy smith thank you for joining the fan critical blueberry patreon system um we look forward to chatting with you on discord we look forward to discussing hopefully when this show comes out what you think of this show and uh yeah just thanks very much for the donation all that money will definitely go towards uh equipment and episodes and not booze or anything like that even though we do drink while we record so technically that is equipment in a way um so thank you andy thank you very much we really appreciate it well done andy that's it for the advert this week um it's a bit of a long one but Mm. pluggy let's crack on with the uh you know hopes and fears and all that jazz of lovecraft country hopes over to you emma Fears.
0: Let's talk about the book that the series is based on, um, and some of their kind of background fiction. So, I mentioned earlier that this is based on a novel uh, called Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff. Don't know why I'm talking like that. How very strange. Um,
1: yeah, why are you talking like that? I don't know. Loosen up. It's my
0: new new podcast. Loosen about.
1: up, loosen up, man. Limber <laughs> up. Yeah, limber up. I can't. I'm
0: all stiff. Yeah? Um, <laughs> So um from from what I've seen of the trailers it actually looks like it's it's sticking quite closely to the book which is great and we love that. Um so Len, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off with you. So because uh, I've read everything. Um but you're you're you've been listening to the audiobook, which actually and I know I swag you off for this, um his face. I've been doing quite a lot of packing. <laughs> well, sometimes, usually behind his back on podcasts that he's not on. Um so I've been doing a load of packing because so I'm moving house and they actually would have been really helpful to have listened to the audiobook instead of having to sit down and read the book. So I'm, I'm not going to not going to slag you off too much for this one. Um, but what do, what do you think of it? Talk to me.
2: I actually really enjoy the book. It it You know, what struck me about the book more so than anything is and, I, and we'll talk about this, how we feel this is the direction the show is going to go in. It's called Lovecraft Country. So before you've even read it, you know, or anything, you think, okay, it's got Lovecraft influences and it. And it does have these fantastical elements to it. But at the same time, it's the horror of actually just being, from from the perspective you get given in this book, of just being an African-American traveling across America in 1950s. Uh, It's that sort of horror, which... Like John referenced Green Book, and I think that's a very good reference, because in the book, and this is no spoiler or anything, but there is the the literal book, which is the safe places to travel, you know, if you're an African American. Um Safe Ways to Navel. Something like that. Yeah, and it, yeah, it is basically. Yeah, the that's Green prevalent book. throughout the book because Yeah, because Atticus's uncle, George, like makes that book. So it you know, there's a family relation to it as well. Um and it's just the horrors of actually living in that time as as an african-american which you know it's it's just relentless it is relentless like for the first half of the book it's pretty relentless that's that's sort of um the just the what what people had to put up with is is insane and um that's the true like horror of the book in a way and everything else that happens around it sort of is obviously ridiculous as well like big monsters and scary stuff but Mm. it's um it's that that struck me the most. I wasn't expecting that as much as the other elements. You know what I mean? They, they're they yeah. kind of secondary, the science fiction sort of stuff. So uh, that to me was um, really big.
0: Yeah, I think it's almost like the human horror is worse yeah, than exactly. the supernatural horror. And I think like it's a really timely topic. <sighs> topic. I mean, that sounds like it's so dismissive, but... It's a really timely theme, I think mm. it's probably better, of yeah. racism. And I think it's odd and it, it can be quite difficult reading a novel like that because you do, as a white person, you read about the horrific experiences that, you know, it might be in a fiction novel, but you know full well that it's accurate. Not the monsters, the, the racism um, and the violence and, you know, the, the, the nature of white America against black americans um and I, th- I think it's quite hard because i feel i feel very very sad and angry and um, the people are treated like that but i also you know you've got that same thing of realizing that i don't really know how it feels so i and i thought that matt ruff did an amazing job of portraying that in a way that yeah. you could understand because you're reading it from the perspective of your main characters who are all these characters of color.
1: yeah well, I suppose that's the irony, right? If if you're if you're a white person reading it from a black perspective, and you've got Atticus reading these comics that are, in theory, written and designed um, from the perspective of I don't know white super hero- heroism or whatever. Exactly. Mm. It's yeah. clever, that isn't it? Very clever. It's very clever. And that's it. it pretty pretty and that's clever. that's the <laughs> end. That's that was the that's Goodbye. the spoiler. That's how it ends. <laughs>
0: I think what's also interesting is that um, our main character is called Atticus. So, uh, anyone recognise that name from anywhere, any other fiction? So Atticus Finch from *To Kill a Mockingbird* by Harper Lee, which um, also has course, very yeah. similar themes of uh, racism and trial and you know mm. uh, that that kind of race relations in a very similar environment, which I thought was really interesting um, and really like really nice little nod. To something like that and there's some um, quite interesting uh, work by Harper Lee around um, that kind of stuff uh, but I mean John have you ever have you ever read any kind of Lovecraftian books fiction <laughs> a book ever books in Picture general books?
1: Um, he's read
2: comics he's read comics
1: yeah yeah I've got a colouring book um, that's called colouring Cthulhu <laughs> um, it's pretty good um, I don't um, but I wish I had now. Um, every page is just a tentacle. It's just one long tentacle. And you just turn you it stick and it all you, just, together. you just have to keep the same colour. Otherwise it would make no sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, so, I mean, look. Uh, all hail Cthulhu. Um, no. He is the best. Mm. Yes. He is no. the best. He is the best. Um, it's fascinating, isn't it? What a weird thing for some you know, stuffy old white fella from, I mean, when did he write this? In the 20s or 30s?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, Emma, you were talking about being stiff. If you've ever seen a picture of H.B. Lovecraft, Jesus Christ, that guy doesn't bend. (laughs) Um, And yet he comes up with this mad fucking, like god fish
2: dragon thing. That's spot on. uh, That lives in the sea. It is madness. Lovecraftian, Lovecraftian, and Gareth would he he's a massive fan of Lovecraft's literature, mm. and it's like this cosmic, unimaginable, unfathomable horror that humans just can't perceive, and that's what makes it so ridiculous. And actually, like things like Cthulhu and Lovecraftian horror has forged the way for science fiction mm. horror like Alien. You know, and yeah. all this other, these other science fiction uh, stories that have spanned our childhoods. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. the, the, these creatures he created have, in turn, spawned these other creatures that we've been watching for decades, mm. and they're they're just so bizarre. And I and I love horror that is very unsettling, and I love horror that is very just putting you at this form of unease you know this this way of like questioning reality and that is what Lovecraft did very well. Mm.
0: So Love Lovecraft is a very challenging he's a very challenging guy Mr. H.P. Lovecraft um and you are mm. right Len that Lovecraftian fiction is so important in the building of science fiction as a you know as a huge cult genre um at, you know both in fiction uh and on screen you know incredibly important i, I do have some problems with lovecraft that i'd like to mm, talk about well, we, in this we could
2: talk about the we could talk about the main one
0: love Lovecrafty and <laughs> anonymous i think is what we might call this. yeah i mean you know, the main obvious one is that he um is is quite racist um and that can be really mm. challenging to read so actually the idea of the novel of Lovecraft Country is fantastic because it's like flipping Lovecraft on its head. Um, right. So I I read yep. this the the entire the complete collection of H P Lovecraft, which is very long.
2: His short stories.
0: All short stories, some very short, some not so short, and there are a couple of things that I noticed. Mm. So I'm 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 going to see, and I'm, I'll probably get shouted at by Gaz, maybe some listeners. And um, what I notice is that Lovecraft only has three stories. He's got the elder ones and some hidden city that's either in the desert or in the Antarctic
2: mountains of madness under the sea the mountains, of madness. Yeah, mountains
0: of madness brilliant i think the challenge i had is because i read them all back yeah. to back i was like fucking hell get a new idea mate. <laughs> can you do you have to keep talking <clears throat> yeah. about hidden yeah. elder cities um mm, and then he yeah. does have some really interesting stories um about like uh dreamscapes which i which is really interesting mm. um and a bit about space and that kind of shit and then some just really creepy like monsters in big old houses in random little towns or like fish people um one of the things that yeah so it made me laugh because i i read um one of his later pieces which starts off with like a um a, a fictional conversation with a with a mate, basically, where his mate's going. Look, can, nothing is unnameable or undescribable. You should describe it. Lovecraft has this habit of going. The horror was undescribable. I couldn't. I couldn't give it words that you would mm. understand. It was just impossible yeah. to describe. Yeah. And you think you're a fucking author? Can you just describe it, please?
2: Lazy. Um, yeah. Which the, is, I, the idea <laughs> yeah, is horrible. The idea. Yeah, it's that it's that idea of his horror though that that it's uninterpretable. Like that is the scariest thing. This, this feeling of insignificance for human beings in the cosmos and this cosmic horror that he tried to sort of you know put out there is is terrifying to people to feel insignificant and feel like what I can't even understand this architecture, this um, creature, this. Uh, evolutionary system that has produced this creature, like we talking about Cthulhu or whatever. So that's the idea, between you know, behind it, him not being able to describe things. The idea that he doesn't want, he doesn't want to describe things uh, to, to to the uh, reader at times. And actually, yeah. I, I actually I think that when his work is put into film, um, it's even more terrifying mm. sometimes because some of the things you see are just bizarre like they're so weird like i watched color out of space recently um which has Nicolas cage in it coincidentally and um it's a fantastic little sort of indie movie which is so fucked up i mean the special effects are a bit ropey at times but some of the stuff in there is bizarre as anything and you're just watching it and i watched it with gaz actually and you sit there at the end of it going wow that is i can't understand what i've just seen and it's that kind (laughs) of idea you know and that that, that is the thing about Lovecraft. But, Emma, I think we also need to talk about, you know, like you referenced, the fact that a lot of the, he, he, you know, he he was a supporter of some forms of fascism. He was a, clearly a racist. And some of the things he's written uh, literally have titles which are extremely racist. And, and the subject matter is extremely racist. And he was never, um what's the word, shy about letting his feelings towards any of that, unknown yeah. Do you know what I mean he he was he was he was open about all of that uh to a disgusting degree to be honest with you and it's only something that I came to realize after reading a lot of his stuff and reading about him that I that I actually found this out about him um but yeah so I think like you said that's the yeah, yeah I,
0: I think it's a it's a it's a really about. difficult challenge um because the the work you know having said everything I have just said, I really enjoyed reading Lovecraft because it does it makes you think and some of the stuff he describes is bizarre but what what you clearly grasp from his fiction is that he is terribly afraid of the other um whether that might be a fish headed monster um or someone whose skin is another mm. color um and to an extent it it is kind of um a consequence of his time but it's not excusable um and i i think by by the point he's writing in sort of like the 30s you think come on mate you need to you need to move on from this and some of that gets really really racist um and his background mm-hmm. when you, when you realize his background it, it gives it another another tinge like i recently read just some random like pulp novel thing um and then and after i read it and thought this is brilliant and then sounds I, like <laughs> and then afterwards i read an article about the <laughs> author um he turns out to be an absolute nut job um like not a nice one you know like those nice lunatines um, and <laughs> he was an he was absolutely batshit and it totally colored my whole perspective um of the novel I'd mm. read and I think you get that with Lovecraft. So yeah. I think reading it now in 2020, you, you have to, we have a different, I like to think we have a different perspective on the world mm. um, and of our our fellow people, yeah. uh, fellow human beings and I think that it's easier to be critical but also just to be aware and to acknowledge that he was a racist, fascist fuck. <laughs> Yeah. basically yeah. Yeah, right um, but his, his fiction is really important Put on the headstone. Um, to, to, to build Put all of the, the things headstone. that we love like if we didn't have Lovecraft we might not have all the science yeah. fiction and the comics that we really adore so you kind of have to
2: yeah I am very interested to see how this show uh, will be looked at by an audience and then whether any Lovecraftian work afterwards will be perceived in a different way yeah so That's interesting to me. But
0: I think what's fascinating as well is that when you then look at what Matt Ruff has done, um, using very challenging fiction as part of your title and the background of a story that is about racist, Jim Crow, 1950s America is genius. Mm. But yeah, I I think it's really interesting. And I I can't wait to see how um, Jordan Peele and Misha Green put this on, on screen. Um, and, and, you know, mm. JJ, obviously, but I'm more interested in, in Jordan Peele and Misha really.
1: So, yeah. So, I mean, you just mentioned Jordan Peele there. Um, I mean, this, uh, this has heavy um, Jordan Peele vibes, mm. Um, mm. I guess. Mm. The, and, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll throw it out there because obviously there, there's been a couple of different trailers, but the very first trailer, the teaser trailer, Um, I think is my favourite because Mm. it feels very Jordan Peele where it's like, you know something's not quite right, but it's not not that explicit that it's going to be supernatural and monster and all that shit. I mean, you know it's going to be, but you don't see it and you're not let into it. And then we get the most recent trailer and you've got like this fucking big spawn of... Cthulhu right at the end oh. and it's like, oh, what's going on here? Kenel's a bit revealing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, like, Get Out, for example. Like, if you if Yeah. I mean, if you've not seen it, go and see it. Um, Fantastic That, film. for uh, long parts of the film, it's kind of like, you know, you're uneasy, but you're not quite sure yeah. why. And you're not quite sure what's going on. Um, And uh, the trailer's... Or certainly the the most recent trailer it doesn't doesn't do enough of hiding that so that's, that's the only criticism no. that I would put out is that it's very it's like they're saying look we know it's fucking Lovecraft Um, we know it's going to be like way over the top in your face Um you've already mentioned Castle yeah. Rock where it's all about mystery and it's trying to work out what's going on whereas in this it's mm-hmm. like I mean, don't worry about that fucking monsters everywhere right and not just racist ones yeah so yeah i'll be
2: interested to see how that plays out in the show um yeah i think i think they're heavily leaning into it which i I think with the novel and stuff you can't the way that the book is structured i don't think there's much room to do like a get out scenario where you can mm. like leave people uneasy um, and feeling like, oh, what's going? What's really going on here? Yeah. You know, the book is within the first few hours. You're sort of thrown into a supernatural situation. Yeah, and I, I think that will be in the first episode. I'll be amazed if in the first episode there isn't something supernatural that mm. you see. Um, so they have to lean into it. I think they have they have to go there, for it. There
0: are also yeah. parts of of the book where, um. You know there is a mystery about certain characters and that side of it, which I think you could keep that tone. Um, and and yeah, you're mm. right. That that first teaser mm. trailer was very get out esque, wasn't it? It was very Jordan Peele, and that was what really excited me.
2: I think, I think as well, like the latest trailer, that obviously the main trailer now before the show airs, where you see Cthulhu essentially at the end. That is appeal trying to appeal to a wide audience at the moment is trying to appeal to people who like things like game of thrones which has this supernatural element and all that sort of stuff but also people who want to see something more grounded and like you referenced green book john and all those sort and, and uh, that sort of genre which we're getting here as well and it's that meshing of the genres which i think is going to make this tonally a very difficult show mm-hmm. to make um mm-hmm. but the book does a fantastic job of it and if they stick to the source material i think it's going to be fascinating because there's no reason to think that this couldn't be, this is like a whole new genre. I was saying this in the introduction, Emma, Like it is like something that people haven't really yeah. seen before. And, and I hope that that translates well onto the screen. And I have no doubt that obviously with Misha Misha Green, Jordan Peele and JJ Abrams, I think they have a team doing that. I mean, Misha Green, um, I haven't seen it and I will confess I haven't seen it, but she did Underground, which is like talking about the, underground railroads mm. in america um so she was snapped up in- instantly by jordan Peel to do this show and hbo yeah. um so i'm excited to see what they make of it because that's three people who hopefully and this is the thing as well like every time you see an executive producer on something i'm a bit skeptical of their actual role in it mm. like what mm. is their role like you know But from the trailers already, I can see Jordan Peele's, um, like John said, I can see his influence a little bit there already. Like You you would assume even in the construction of the trailer, it's very much similar to his Get Out trailer, his Us trailer, like the way it's constructed. Um, The JJ stuff, I'm always skeptical about his involvement. So if if he is involved, we know that JJ's style is Mystery Box. You know, that is his go-to style like in terms of his TV stuff. So like John said, maybe JJ will try and tease the audience a bit more, you know, try and make that, yeah. you know, draw it out a little bit, give a bit of a tease. Uh, whereas, you know, that maybe that's what the novel needed. Maybe it needed a bit more, you know, of a drawn out nature to it. Because yeah. it is quite balls to the wall quite early on. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see if that's the case. But the trailer, great. I loved it. I absolutely love the new trailer. I think it's interesting
0: as well, because the new trailer appeals to a different audience. Like, it's the big jumps and scares and monsters for people who might have just dismissed Mm. the first teasers. Um, You know, and it it looks big budget, big bang kind of thing. Um, But actually, I I found it quite interesting, because having just finished reading as background for recording on this, I almost immediately watched this new trailer, and I was really excited by it because there were bits in there where I was going, "Oh, I remember that from the book, and that was brilliant." So for me, it was I really liked yeah. it. The yeah. first teaser trailer, I had no mm. idea what was happening. I was mm. like, "This just looks epic." Um, but because I kind of know now, hopefully, what's going to happen in the show, I, I think it was really exciting for me. So I, I suppose it will—the the teasers and the main trailer—will maybe divide people depending on what they're looking for. Like some people might just want that—that that big horror, you know, the giant. Cthulhu, Demogorgon, whatever that big monster was, it did look like a Demogorgon to me.
1: So, because of the size of it, they're saying it's um, like star spawn, like the Cthulhu, well not kids, but like just smaller spawns
0: yeah.
2: of Cthulhu. Just because of the size, oh, hundred, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think there's, yeah. I mean, Cthulhu itself is obviously unimaginable in scale. Saving him, saving him for season eight. season eight. Yeah, <laughs> I am a um, fool. What,
1: well,
0: fucking tall. What,
2: what What are your hopes, John? Then Yeah, yeah he does. What, what are your hopes, John, for the for the show as what? a Because <clears throat> me and Emma sort of have. Uh, we kind of know what's what's going down in a way. But what are your hopes? Uh, I mean,
1: this is going to sound a bit sad to be honest, but you know, given that we're going to be podding on this for ten episodes, I just don't mm. by episode four want to be like fucking hell i can't be asked to talk about this shit i <laughs> i mean westworld drained me badly uh, um okay yeah, I that, different, that so it's hosting so it's not like i could just turn up yeah. and do it on the night a lot more work whereas with this i can um i can kind of just enjoy it and not not take notes um i i suspect this will probably um regardless of whether or not it's you know just good or fantastic um, this will probably do really well, probably better than, than Watchmen. Um, I, I I'm, I'm sad actually. Yeah. Cause, cause I think, yeah you know, a show like Watchmen had that have come out now where, Oh you know, yeah. Without, without spoiling too much of it, you know, I mean, y- you've got a fucking, a black female hero, um, who, I yeah. mean, she is fucking just fantastic. Amazing. Um, she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's on a fucking roll anyway. Um, and then you've got this kind of, this theme running through of a, a, a very kind Ra- of- Racial Q- undertones. Yeah, very, very kind of fucking Ku Klux Klan kind of vibe. Um,
2: yeah, it would have been fucking fantastic. And no one's watching anything at the moment because there is nothing new. Mm. Like, you know, it's that time now where it, if a good show comes out now, because most productions have been halted, most editing facilities have been halted, all this Mm. sort of stuff. It's actually rare that shows are coming out, you know, like Walking Dead finished its mid-season early. Like weirdly, it changed its season finale like by two episodes Mm. because of post-production issues. But it's so many issues that means that if anything comes out now that is remotely good, like even something, I'm just going to say Tiger King, which is fascinating, (laughs) obviously, and hilarious documentary. fantastic. But look at how that blew up. Look at how that blew up. Because it was during lockdown, and ev- and people were just like, "I'll gobble this right up, num num num." Mm. And if this show Not is any to, good, the the gonna gobble the eight it up, hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoiler warning!
1: Yeah. Um, no, so uh, my my hopes my hopes for this are that you know every week I'm tuning in and I'm going, "Oh man, this is really good." Rather mm. than just sitting there going, "What the fuck is this? This is shit." yeah like style over substance you know i mean it looks good but i i mean look uh, by all accounts it's got a strong um like background a strong source to pull on so it should be fine oh yeah um mm. yeah anything that's not westworld season 3 and i'm fucking all aboard <laughs> yeah. he's,
2: mm. he's all in he's I all think in for me, man yeah, like, i'm all in nice that uh,
0: is that background canon of you know, the the actual novel that it's based on, but also the Lovecraftian stuff, for me is both kind of a hope and a and a worry because we've seen some potentially really amazing shows lately based on like an author's canon go down hill quite significantly. Game of Thrones, Castle Rock. Mm-hmm. Um but I actually, I think, I really hope it lives up to the base material, like Matt Ruff's novel was spectacular, I really enjoyed it, it was exciting, it was gripping, but it also had like this tone of kind of kindness to it as well, which sounds a bit odd, Um, you know, and I picked the word because I read it in one of the reviews, and actually it felt to me like it described it properly, because it's not just all about the horror of people, and the horror of supernatural, but it's also about the family ties and the relationships between the characters which i thought was really special
2: um
0: so i really hope that they maintain both that feel of the novel in the show but also like you mentioned john with that first teaser trailer that kind of something's beneath the surface but what is it kind of thing um because the book is exciting it it's it is exciting Mm. it's got some great stories in it i think you know there will have to be some changes because of the structure of the book to how the stories are told i think um but i think that they could do an amazing job of it so i just don't want them to fuck it up i mean len what about you like what are you hoping for what are you scared of
2: i just hope i now i just hope that they and I don't, I don't have any doubt in the team behind it. So that's the thing. And I don't have doubt that HBO will do a great job. I just hope that they articulate the story in this 10 episode run effectively mm-hmm. and that they can translate the the issues in the book to the screen effectively with the meshing of the supernatural. Because basically, as I said, it's a very tricky. If you describe the genre to someone, they'd be like, "What? what is this? <laughs> and that for me is what I think they're going to yeah. struggle with. But at the same time, it could be a massive hit because people will go, wow, this is the genre I know I didn't know that I needed kind of mm. thing. Um, and, and that could be really powerful. Plus the fact that hopefully no one's watching anything else. So it'll get a lot of viewers and it'll get a lot of exposure. Yeah. So I just hope that it, you know, obviously, because we're talking about it every week, like John says, I want it to be good. <laughs> you know, Watchmen was so much fun to cover because every week so I was like, good. I can't wait to talk about that episode. Mm. Yeah, and I hope that, I'm the same you know me and Gaz were getting up at 5am here in Australia I was getting up at 4.30am driving to Gaz's for 5am so we could talk about Watchmen and we'd talk about Watchmen for like an hour and a half two hours every single week at 5am to 7am drink driving and I and I didn't definitely not and and I didn't mind doing that because the show was so Mm. great and you know when we podcast on something yes sometimes when we podcast on things that aren't great it's actually funnier because we can sort of have a bit more fun with the show, but I found with something like Watchmen, and I think this will be the same because it's got little quirky mm. elements to it, that if it does develop the way I think it will and have these sort of quirky tones, but serious undertones and supernatural mm. stuff, there'll be so much to talk about and it'll be humorous for us to discuss anyway mm. that I think it'll be a fantastic show to cover. So that's, yeah, I'm the same as John. Like I just want to have fun fun with yeah. the show because we get the privilege of like t- having the ability to... Talk about it and have people listen to us talk about it. So that's for me, I want to, I want people to enjoy us listening, uh, l- enjoy listening to us talk about it basically. Cause that, cause otherwise, you know.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you talk about, yeah. you know, when you guys covered Watchmen as a listener of that um, and watching the show, you could really hear how much fun you were having and how much you loved it. And that makes for a really good podcast. And I really hope that we get to emulate that to an extent mm. with this. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. we've got what, two. Tim- Two and 100%. a half weeks ish until first episode airs. Um, Two and a half, three
2: weeks. Yep, yep. And in that time, if everyone could subscribe to this channel, that'd be yep. amazing. Mm. So do that. Love right, country. a review critical.
0: based on this wonderful preview podcast. Hundred um, percent. And you know,
2: yeah, wonderful.
0: Us, let us know what you think. Uh, you can get in touch with us on our social media channels. So we are yep. at Van Critical Pod on Twitter, which is John's little domain uh fan underscore critical on instagram which is me uh fan critical on facebook uh where you'll most likely find men. and you can email us at fancriticalpodcast@gmail.com. Mm. we love feedback um especially with stuff like this that's coming out you know any little tidbits that you might have that we haven't mentioned Um, you know, and thoughts about the series. But I I think it's very clear that we're all pretty excited for this first episode. And when we start our proper coverage, uh, Len will be bringing us Cthulhu Corner, which, like (laughs) King Corner and Comic
2: Corner.
0: uh, Talking about the book. um,
2: Book spoilers every week.
0: How it compares.
2: In relation to the episode, nothing further than the episode, just how it compares. Any references? And maybe
0: some lovely so don't worry no spoilers cross easter eggs as well you know anything that comes in there or any other oh, science yeah. fiction
2: oh 100% mm. oh mm, easter eggs
0: so thank you for joining me today it's John episode. and Lex guys thanks
1: Emma thanks Len and
0: we'll uh, see you in a couple of weeks for episode 1
1: Oh, hail Cthulhu <laughs>